This is episode 104 of the Creative Giant Show. I'm Charlie Gilkey. Thanks so much for joining me today, and I'm hoping that you're rocking it. In today's episode of the Creative Giant Show, we're going to do some Q&As. We're going to be talking about triggers. We're going to be talking about the roots of people's resistance. And we're going to be talking about how to reconcile one's innate nature with what seems to be an almost a natural act of being an employee. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome to the Creative Giant Show, where we go behind the scenes about what it means to live a life full of creative and professional success. Creative giants are talented, renaissance souls with a compassion-fueled bias towards action. Now, here is your host, Charlie Gilkey. If you're struggling to keep up with processing your email, SaneBox might be just the tool you need. It has saved me hours of time each month, And the amount of peace of mind I get from it is priceless. SaneBox sorts through your email and moves all of the trivial stuff into a different folder so the only messages in your inbox are the ones you actually want to see. Aside from removing all of the junk so you can focus on the messages that matter, there's this great feature called the black hole. Move an email into that folder and you'll never hear from the sender again. One and done. Just how we like it. Because email can be such a bear and keep you from finishing the stuff that matters, we worked out a great deal for our listeners. Visit sanebox.com forward slash giant and they'll throw in an extra $25 credit on top of the two-week free trial. You don't have to enter the credit card information unless you decide to buy, so there's really nothing to lose. Again, that's s-a-n-e-b-o-x dot com forward slash giant. Alrighty, Creative Giants, so let's start off. We've got three questions for this podcast. I'm going to start out with a question from Nadia Bracken. She emailed and asked me to follow up about a something that I wrote in the Guided Business Review. And here's what she wrote. What are the triggers to let you know you're facing one of these challenges? Actually, that's from the Guided Business Review. Her question was, triggers, can you explain to me with some examples? What are you talking about? Clue me in. Alrighty. So, triggers are just the patterns, feelings, or behaviors that start another process or let you know you're in that state. So something happens and um, it inevitably causes something else. This is the stimulus is another way to think about it. The stimulus that um, happens and in, in the different ways we know that we're going through there. So we might can look at it in the sense of if you're angry, a lot of times your face is hot. If you're snippy, you're tired. For instance, for myself, I know that when I am you know, fuzzy brained and I'm not my best version of human, I probably just need to drink some water, some water, I should say. Um, And so um, I know that the um, snippiness and not being my best version of human is actually a trigger um, that that I'm facing a challenge, i.e. being dehydrated. So um, another trigger along those lines is um, where I may not recognize that I've fallen out of flow directly, but being on the loop of technological distractions, i.e. social media, is often a signal that I need to take a break and to refocus. The goal with triggers is to create a new response to them. Back to my loop example, when I recognize I'm on the loop, it's time to stand up and get some water, play guitar, do some push-ups, and then refocus before getting back to it. Otherwise, you just stay in that loop. You stay in whatever cycle that you've been in. In the context of the guided business review, keyword there being business, I know from my work with clients that there are patterns like feeling like you should say yes when you know it's wrong for you, 
Two, overscheduling yourself because you're afraid of your creative work or you don't feel like you're making any progress. Three, hiring people to solve the problems you don't want to. Four, investing in yet another course because you're, you haven't worked up the courage to fully implement half the plan you already have. Like maybe there's a secret out there. And five, doing market research, quotes, market research about what other people are doing rather than sitting down and thinking through what your special sauce and program is. Those are the things that you can catch yourself doing. A lot of times my client, my clients will catch themselves doing it or will catch them doing it when we're talking on the phone that lets you know that you're facing one of your perennial business challenges. So Nadia, I hope that's useful to explain what triggers are and some examples. Um, and I'm quite sure you'll let me know if not. Thanks, Nadia. Question number two is about uprooting your own resistance. And this is coming from Maimuna Kawaja, which I think is a beautiful name. Here's what Maimuna writes. Um, Hi, Charlie. My name is Maimuna, and I follow you on Twitter. I have a question regarding one of the articles you posted called, Are You the Root of Your Own Resistance? We'll link it up in the show notes. Specifically, I'm interested in gaining clarity about the perspective you talk about in in this quote from the article. Here's the perspective. It's hard to beat a monster who's fueled by the very energy you're trying to muster to beat, um, to beat that monster. So let's dive into that a little bit. If your monster is really built around, is really feeding off of your fear, it's hard to um, use fear to beat that monster in a lot of ways, right? So if it's being, um, if it's being fueled by your own insecurity, you're going to keep coming up up to that over and over and over again. So you have to be able to really approach those monsters in a different way. You have to be able to to change the fundamental nature of the head talk that you have for yourself. Um, Otherwise, it's going to keep winning. It's just one of those insidious things that when we look at the context of this post was being about the resistance. And the resistance... um, And, you know, those demons and those critics are really really crafty in the sense that whatever it is that they need to use to stymie you or to um, trigger you is what they do use. Um, for instance, a lot of my um, gorilla, gorilla demons and uh, things like that, they actually don't happen in front of mine anymore. Because if I pull them up, I can see them. And I can do something about them. And so I got to do a lot of digging these days to really find what those demons are. Because I can't just say it's fear. It's fear of what? I can't just say it's um, feeling embarrassed or ashamed. It's, it's where, Where's that source? I've really got to look at it. Um, and um, because I know about my own process that it's not the thing that I think that's keeping me from being successful. It's something two or three levels under there. And it's the resistance, it's those demons figuring out a way to stymie me. Whatever your thing is, whether it's insecurity, whether it's fear, whether it's a negative mindset that keeps you back or keeps you held back, um, you got to look at the source of that. You got to look at what's fueling that particular thing and understand that you can't use the very fuel. To it. This is one of those scenarios where fighting fire with fire doesn't work so well um, because the fire is the very thing that feeds the thing that's keeping you behind or keeping you held back. So 
Maimuna, I hope that's useful. Um, a different way of thinking about that. So, um, yeah, we'll move on to number three. Question number three comes from Nadia Bester. She writes in, I'd like to know, as an entrepreneur and creative giant, how does one reconcile one's innate nature with what seems an almost natural act of being an employee and working for someone else, specifically when this is a situation of one's own choosing due to it leading to the fulfillment of a larger goal that does not fit or that does fit in with one's nature, but in the moment, on a day-to-day basis, seems to fly in the face of who you are and what you stand for. Another way to phrase this is, how do you stick um, with the short game that feels so irresonant with who you are, so dissonant with who you are, while keeping the eye on the long game? Keeping the eye on um, the fact that even this thing that makes you, ugh, and makes you want to not wake up in the morning is taking you further. How do you reconcile that? You know, in times like this, I'm actually thinking in um, Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. Um, and just the idea that you have to find the meaning and purpose of where you are right now. And understand that where you are right now is not an indication of your character, your capabilities, or how your life may end up becoming. Where you are now is simply that. Where you are now. And the fact that you're doing something right now that may not resonate with you, that goes against who you are, is just a temporary thing. Um, I, don't, I don't consider my um, time spent in the bathroom every day to be really um, indicative of my character as a creative giant and what I can do in the world. It's a necessary thing. And they're doing the business so I can get out and do the other business. And I think when you look at your current situation in that same way, that it's just um, business that you got to finish to move on to the next thing, or to use what I talk about more is um, thinking about it as a project because we live in project world. And this current project may not be the project that taps into all of your gates. Your gates are your genius, your affinities, your talents, your expertise, your strengths. This current project may not tap into that. And his current project may not be what you want to be spending your days doing, but this project is getting you to the next project. This project is an instrumental step to get you there. And that's what we're all doing in different ways. It's fantastic when you reach the point to where the projects that you do every day actually are the projects or are the types of activities that make you come alive. But please understand that just because you're not doing the things that make you come alive in this project, in this day, doesn't mean that anything's wrong with you. doesn't mean that um, you're somehow less than. It just means where you are right now is not where you want to be. Welcome to being human. I say that, Nadia, Nadia, not to be sarcastic or anything, but to really let you know that, I mean, with all the stories we have out there of people doing the thing and they're living their passion and their purpose, I understand completely it can be overwhelming if you're not in that state. And it can be really frustrating um, to see the Facebook feeds of everybody who are just looking like they're living an awesome life and you're showing up and doing something you don't want to do. Totally get that. Um, And don't focus on the feed. Don't focus on um, where you aren't, focus on where you're going and where, um, where 
you are taking the steps to get toward. And at some point, you get there. Alrighty. So that's the end of today's question and answer podcast. I hope you found it useful. If you'd like to send any questions, please do hit me up at support at productiveflourishing.com. That makes sure that it doesn't end up in um, Never Neverland. And Shannon, who's our showrunner, will make sure that I see them and answer them on the next question and answer episode. And until next time, stand tall. Thanks for listening to the Creative Giant Show. To find more tools and inspiration for creative giants, head on over to ProductiveFlourishing.com. Stand tall, creative giant.